This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. Rise and shine, A's fans. It's time to greet the day with extra base hit. From late nights at the Coliseum. Hits a right field and shallow. A trio of A's kept going out. Makes an unbelievable circus catch. A leaping, diving play by Tony Kemp. To early mornings with a fresh cup of Joe. Say, we've got time for a coffee before you go. That'd be nice. Splendid. Extra base hit will make your day green and gold. Slug on a fly ball. Well hit right center, but playable. Laureano near the track. Edge of the track. Makes the catch. And the Athletics get a great opening night win. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with the wonderful Ray Jensen. I don't know if I've talked to you about this one, but Ray is the eyelash glue that holds my eyelashes together. Have I said that yet, Ray? I don't think so. So I think that's okay, a new cool. one. Let's land. Let's land on that. Ray, it's good to see you again, my friend. Likewise. Yeah, it feels like it's it's been a minute, but it really hasn't been in the grand scheme of things. whole lot happening in the baseball world we should talk about. I know, I know. And we're back at the Coliseum finally after being on the road for a little bit. They were up in the north in Canada. And of course, the Blue Jays got really hot there for a second. But the A's return to Oakland to face the New York Yankees for a three-game stint as well as another three-gamer against the Chicago White Sox. So we have a lot of homestand announcements to go over as well as an interview with the great Brendan Cuddy, Yankees beat reporter for The Athletic. He won't be on the road with the team, but it was nice of him to stop by. Ray and I will discuss some of the top hip-hop artists because we have an awesome fireworks show coming up. And then we will go over the London series, and I will annoy everybody with my British accent. And I cannot wait. So on Tuesday, as the A's open up against the Yankees, Jewish Heritage Night is back at the Coliseum this season. Bring out your fam- your friends, family, and community members to see the A's take on the New York Yankees on Tuesday, June 27th. Every ticket sold through the special event link will receive an A's brand Jewish Heritage hat and exclusive access to a pregame snack sponsored by Boy Chick Bagel. Partial proceeds will benefit local Jewish nonprofits. For more information and to secure discounted group tickets that include the special ticket giveaway item, go to athletics.com slash tickets. Also, bring your hound to see the mound every Tuesday game. The best way to watch the green and gold is with your furry best friend at Bark in the Park. Registration and waiver is required, which can be found at athletics.com slash tickets. So with the Yankee series beginning, my friend Brendan stopped by to talk about all things pinstripes. Of course, the very familiar name in Josh Donaldson was brought up. And I don't know if Aaron Judge is going to return quite early as we anticipate this season, Ray. Yeah, he said it's not out of the question, but it's not a guarantee, which is not great news if you're a Yankees fan because it's a really different look 
for the Yankees when he's in the lineup compared to not. The numbers are not so good when the judge is not with the pinstripes. Yeah, heading into Sunday, that Yankees had a collective 190 batting average and one less run per game. And so, of course, I did ask Cuddy about that, if he does make a big difference. And I think about some of these guys, whether they're in the lineups or not, we have Paul Blackburn who makes an impact. Whether he's starting or not, he, of course, dealt with that injury. But this is what Brendan had to say about the pinstripes. Yankees beat reporter for The Athletic and also the 2022 New Jersey Sport Writer of the Year, Brandon Cuddy, joins me. Thanks for stopping by today, Brandon. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you for the shout on that. Yeah, that, that was a cool award. Does that ever get old to hear? No, um, but uh, uh, it's humbling to hear. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I just I don't attach my myself to awards like that. It's pretty cool to have that happen. Yeah, and this new gig of yours, we were just kind of talking about it. Congratulations on that. I know we're kind of talking about it during the winter meetings, but no, there's nobody better for this job. So congratulations. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that, and hope hopefully I can shed some light on the Yankees uh, for your listeners today. Definitely, and you know, speaking of. With the A's coming into town, we're gonna. There's a familiar face attached, of course, to the Yankees organization and the A's organization with Josh Donaldson, fan favorite. The way that he was able to man that foul territory, him and the the tarp were best friends, you know. But he has an interesting season happening right now, and of course, he's definitely in the news. Tell us about what his year has been and the latest plans on, you know, is he going to play in 2024? Uh, well, okay, so we were talking about 2024. He's not sure yet. I talked to him about that a week ago. He's at a point in his life and his career where he doesn't need to if he doesn't want to, but it's about you know letting things get there when they get there. So will Josh play in 2024? Who knows? That's his decision. That's him and his family. You know, uh, Best of luck to him with that decision. But right now, Josh is in a weird spot. Uh, earlier this week, well, yeah, I guess like last week, general manager Brian Cashman said that he wanted to see Josh get more playing time to, to assess what they have in him as a player. He's uh, kind of been on and off the field with injuries this season. Last year had a rough year at the plate. This year, the the you know the the broadcasted num the broadcast numbers aren't, aren't so great. Uh, but if you look at his advanced stats, some of the some of his expected numbers, he looked like he should be like a, a better performer. It just hasn't translated on the field uh, quite yet. He's frustrated. The Yankees are frustrated. Uh, the Yankees uh, have sat him for the last three games straight. And on Sunday, he had a long talk with manager Aaron Boone, which uh, actually pushed back Aaron Boone's media media availability like 20 minutes, which, you know, that's, that's not up to Josh to worry about. That's not his concern. Mm -hmm. But he says that that talk was just baseball, personal stories, respectfully. And I get along with Josh. Well, no one believes that. Right. I think that, I think that there's an issue with Josh's playing time and with how the Yankees organization views him right now. Uh, versus publicly, publicly what they're saying and like how much he's going to play versus privately, you know, what they're doing with his playing time. So he's at a crossroads. He's at a weird spot. He thinks he can still contribute. I think he knows he can still contribute. It's just a matter of when's it going to happen. And, you know, Josh has always been a competitor from the very beginning. So when you're talking about, 
he believes he can contribute. Is that con- the consensus? I'm not saying the media really matters in the decision, but from more, your point of view, do you think he's still capable of contributing to, to a tough Yankees team? Yeah, I think so. Look, it's rare when you see just one side of a guy's game just completely crater while the other side remains high level. He's an awesome third baseman. Mm-hmm. Like, like gold glove level third baseman if he's playing every day at age 37. I just turned 33, 36 this weekend and my back hurts doing anything. This guy's out here, you know, jumping all over the place at third base looking great. Uh, offensively, though, it, it's been a struggle for him since the start of 2022. Now he had some reasons for that, right? Getting traded uh, from the twins to the Yankees, adjusting to new surroundings, uh, just a, a lot of different things going on. Uh, he had the the Tim Anderson incident that didn't, you know, that made things hot uh, for him in New York for a while uh, with the fan base. Uh, but I think that's mostly, you know, in the past now. And I think that, uh, you know, just people are waiting to see him contribute, waiting to see that bringer of rain and it hasn't been there yet, but he thinks he can still contribute. The Yankees think he's, he can still contribute. I don't see as to why he can't. He still, when he gets a hold of a ball, really tanks it. Mm-hmm. Uh, his hard rate is still pretty solid. His barrel rate, I believe, has been pretty solid this season in a small sample size. It's just a matter of of being more consistent. And you know, the only way you get to show consistency is by playing consistently. And you know, one of the Yankees is going to give him the opportunity to do that. It's hard. By yeah. the way, you get they got DJ LeMahieu, they've got Glaber Torres, they got the shortstop situation with Anthony Volpe. There's not it, it's hard to fit, you know, Josh and DJ into the same rotation mm-hmm. when Glaber's hitting well. So, you know, how, how they're going to get him more bats, I'm not sure yet. And you know, I don't want to make an say that that's an excuse, but as a 37 year old player, you're a vet, your veteran status. You've dealt with trades before. He's dealt with a lot of controversy. So. Him, this Tim Anderson thing, I understand. You know, he tweeted while he was with the A's saying they act like they don't have a lot of money, but they do. And like he he's he's known to do this stuff and he's been a part of trade. So shouldn't he just as a veteran, I don't want to say suck it up, but like deal with it and get stuff figured out? I mean, we all have things we're dealing with, right? Uh, right. I'm not saying those are the only things he's dealing with. You know, you can have personal life issues. Mm-hmm. You can have things that you're dealing with with the team. You can have just performance issues when you're you know getting up there in age and your swings a little different or pitchers are pitching you differently there's a, a lot of things that go into it it's not yeah. just what we see publicly right. you know um there's been uh, i think things there have been a lot of things going on for josh and that's not an excuse mm-hmm. you know he 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 wouldn't call it an excuse and uh but you know the fact remains that we all have a lot of stuff dealing you know we're dealing with in our lives and some years are better than others and sometimes it happens just at the end of your at the end of your biggest contract. Agree. Well, Aaron Judge is going to always be in Yankees talks, whether he's playing or not. And, you know, Brandon, the numbers show with the absence of him heading into Sunday, Yankees lost 10 of 17 games, averaging 193. I don't know if we should say one guy makes a difference. I firmly believe one guy can make a difference his presence, the clubhouse, all of that. But what impact does Aaron Judge have on and off the field? Well, I think the biggest thing you're seeing right now is his absence from the lineup, how the Yankees lineup just isn't producing without him around. I think that's a little overstated, Mm -hmm. if possible, because I don't think that Giancarlo Stanton gets in the box and says, holy crap, Aaron Judge isn't around 
you know, now I'm not going to hit. I don't think that happens for <laughs> Anthony Rizzo. I don't think that happens for DJ LeMahieu or Gleyber Torres. I think they've all kind of just gone in the in the tank at the same time, and they're fighting to get themselves out of it. Now, it doesn't help when the best hitter on the planet at this moment, I would say, Aaron Judges, uh, is out of your lineup, you know, power, uh, you know, plate discipline, just the presence he is, you know, I think he accounts for like almost a full extra run per game when he's in the lineup Mm -hmm. compared to when he's not in it. And that probably makes things easier on the rest of the lineup in some ways, but that can't be the biggest excuse. The Yankees lineup should be performing significantly better than it is uh, without him around. And uh, they don't know when they're going to get him back. Torn ligament in his toe, running literally through a wall. How many times do you hear that like, that someone will run through a wall for you. And I think of Corbin Carroll that. and that's about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he did that. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't catch it. Uh, but Aaron judge ran through a wall uh, at Dodger stadium for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. He, that's the kind of leader he is. That's the kind of player he is. So him not being around is tough. Uh, but I mean, with, with the state of the A's right now, with where they're at, the Yankees should be going into the series and, and looking to to rack up wins and, and potentially a sweep. Definitely. And, you know, with these young guys, Anthony Volpe, of course, is one of those young guys taking the league by storm. And this guy was welcomed into the Yankees organization by Derek Jeter. What have you liked about covering him? And defensively, totally a whiz. And I've noticed he's definitely a coachable guy because he's making some adjustments at the plate as well. He's a sweetheart of a kid. You know, he's he's 22 years old as a shortstop for the New York Yankees. When I think about what I was doing when I was 22 years old, no. Like I You weren't the have, shortstop for the Yankees at 22? I, I couldn't handle uh, <laughs> even a tenth of that pressure, let alone any of that pressure. And uh, Anthony Volpe's doing it really well. Granted, the numbers aren't what you want. He hasn't performed to even what he would uh, have expected. And I think a lot of Yankees fans are kind of looking at the Yankees and saying, hey, when are you guys going to, you know, make a move here? Is he really best served by staying in the majors to work through these struggles uh, at the plate? Defensively, he's been okay. He's been, he's been pretty solid. You know, he doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. He doesn't have the most range, but he makes all the plays that need to be made. And he gets himself in such good positions that when you watch him, it's like, okay, that's a shortstop. So defensively, it hasn't been an issue, but more so just at the plate, is he being overwhelmed by major league pitchers right now? I think in some cases the answer is yes. And the Yankees are so invested in him that they don't either don't think that demoting him and sending him to AAA and calling up Oswaldo Peraza is good for him, or they don't uh, Oswaldo Peraza Ace fans is the Yankees' other top prospect. He's a shortstop at AAA right now. Or they don't believe that Oswald Peraza is a better option than Anthony Volpe right now. That's the one thing that's being left out here. A lot of Yankees fans are calling for Peraza to start at shortstop instead of Volpe, so Volpe can go to AAA and figure things out. But maybe the Yankees just don't think he's better than Volpe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's entirely possible. So uh, he's handled it well. He's a good kid. I've enjoyed covering him. Uh, he really means well. He's working hard to get out of the slump. But, you know, you just wonder how much longer it's going to last and how long the Yankees, uh, a team with playoff aspirations, can can tolerate it. 
And, you know, with that said, how often is the Yankees front office not only taking into account for Volpe or something like that to get demoted, to get that confidence in AAA and then figure things out? Do they make moves like that quite a bit? Sounds like they're still giving him chances. Well, the Yankees don't typically have a top prospect making his debut so young in the majors. Mm-hmm. It's one, the last time that someone did this was Derek Jeter. Yeah. And Derek Jeter is a one of one. So there's no precedent really here for Volpe. It's a sink or swim, but man, you think about all they did with this kid. He wins the job in spring training. They have that emotional video of, of him being told he's the starting Yankee shortstop. The next day, Hal Steinbrenner gets Derek Jeter on the phone to give him some advice. Like they really built it up for him. If they send him to AAA, you wonder what that does for his confidence. You wonder what that does for his psyche. And you wonder how well he recovers from that. He's a tough kid, but man, if you're, if you're suffering your first failure in your dream job, and then you're being told you're not good enough after being told you're good enough. I don't know, man, that, that'd be a tough, uh, tough pill to swallow for him. I really love love your approach to that. And I, I think it's beautiful that you're reminded that these these are human beings. And I absolutely love that about you. You recently wrote on The Athletic, essentially an open letter to Hal Steinbrenner talking about the frustrations that Yankees have. Tell me some of those frustrations. It seemed like one of the obvious ones was payroll's never an issue. Why aren't we dominating the league kind of in a, a situation? Right. So what I wrote was I had fans send me their complaints. And then I frame them in a way where I explain their complaints to Hal, who's a reasonable guy mm-hmm. who reads the athletic, by the way. Thank you, Al. Um, and and just I just wanted to, you know, he said he was confused why fans were upset. It's just June, you know, basically he doesn't he doesn't get why they're so angry right now. But Yankees fans don't need a reason to get angry uh or or upset. And and I think he misjudged it a little bit, or maybe even misspoke a little bit when he was talking about them being upset in June. I think there is some frustration building up with this team over the last few years, getting their boots smoked by the Astros in the ALCS last year, uh, the second half fall off this team had, um, you know, not going after the biggest stars in free agency the last few years. I think Yankees fans feel a little burned uh, off of a few of those things and more. So, you know, I composed this, you know, quick little letter to Hal explaining all these issues. And yeah, I think the Yankees, I think one of the biggest issues that Hal has is making fans understand about the budget, right? Because we're not all billionaires. So how do we relate to a billionaire? Mm -hmm. And then one of the things that Hal says is two things. I agree with him on, you don't need a $300 million payroll to win a World Series, you don't. You look at the Rays, they're leading the AL East with a fourth of the payroll the Yankees have, and that's got to burn the hell out of Hal Steinbrenner, wondering what am I spending all this money for? But the flip side is, Hal will say, you know, if you're looking at our revenue and how much money we make, you have to look at our expenses too and, you know, factor that out. The problem is the Yankees' books aren't open. Mm. We can figure out approximately what the revenue is. But we don't know what they're spending their money on. We don't know what costs. We don't know their primary expenses. So when Hal says, you got to look at the expenses too. Well, what are they? Tell us them. He won't. Because mm-hmm. if he tells us that, we're going to see that the Yankees make a good bajillion dollars a year. And that doesn't, 
you know, that doesn't um, help his argument. That's the frustration with Yankees fans. They want to see the best players on the field all the time. Uh, they feel like that's what George Steinbrenner would have done when he was around. They forget that the eighties were a really dark time for the Yankees and George Steinbrenner was the owner for that for those years too. So they're, they're frustrated. They're understandably frustrated in some ways. And in some ways, Hal's right that they need to chill a little bit, but there's just this, you know, until the Yankees win a world series, fans aren't going to be happy. And what was the feedback from fans? Do you feel like you did them justice? I think I did. I did the best I could to present it professionally and as straightforward as possible. I, I'm not sitting here trying to take shots at Hal or try to be sarcastic or make jokes. I, I wrote it from a standpoint of let me be as straightforward and honest and as uh, clear as possible without all the fandom uh, of, you know, calling them shallow Hal or like, or like ripping them for, for having tight pockets. Is that like, what they I'm call like, it? They call him uh, shallow Hal? I don't know. There's a movie called shallow Hal. Like, I know, I but that's like brilliant. If you think about it, shallow pockets out, I don't know, yeah. but I, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to do that. I don't think that was the, the professional tack to take. So I think fans took it well. Uh, and I would, I would hope that the Yankees organization took it well, because I, I don't think that any of the points that were made in that letter we're crazy. They're actually all really salient. Great. Awesome, Brandon. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. That was Brandon Cuddy, just a wonderful guy. And I like the way that he covers the Yankees. He reminds me and he reminds everybody else that these guys are human beings. And I really appreciate that. He definitely dug deep into Josh Donaldson's going through a lot. Aaron Judge is going through a lot. Anthony Volpe. Imagine being Anthony Volpe, Ray. And it's like, hey, welcome to the Yankees. And Derek Jeter welcomes you into the organization. Yeah, that's that's kind of a big deal, right? <laughs> no pressure. Just a no lot, pressure right? situation, obviously. And like he's not batting with what they would have liked. And we were talking about how they deal with the front office and just how much can you get a demotion or should you do a demotion with a guy like this? And it makes me think a lot about Shay Langlier's, Ray, and the question of how long do we see what he's doing at the plate or lack thereof to maybe give him a break and go back down to AAA and get some confidence? Because with him, it's not like Volpe. The defense somewhat makes up for it, but that's not everything. They still got to hit the ball, especially with the way that the A's are playing right now. Yeah, I think there, there's two trains of thought you could go down. You can kind of be more protective of your top prospects and send them down the AAA to get some more confidence and bring them back up. Or you let them struggle in the bigs a little bit. If you really think that they are the next big franchise corner piece, you let them struggle and overcome it on their own to see if they can sink or swim. I, th I don't think there's a wrong way for either approach. I know they're two very different philosophies, but I think Langoliers is the type of guy who is adaptive enough he could do either situation. I'd like to still see him up with the big league club because I think the A's, quite frankly, need his arm, especially behind the dish. He's been wonderful at throwing out runners yeah. on the base paths. And that's the question that I asked Townie. I asked Elias. I I don't know how much of that defensive capability. I'm like, he gets runners out. Don't, don't get me wrong. But could Carlos Perez step up? Because Carlos Perez has been very, very productive at the plate. He's my MVP this season so far because of just the way that, A, he's returning. Mark Kotze got to write him in the lineup, and he comes through clutch. He manages to find the gaps, find the holes. 
on the uh, opposing defense. And if he were to be a little bit better at defense, I mean, it could be a really good situation to send Shea back down there. And, you know, that brings in the in question of Tyler Soderstrom, but then Ryan Noda's hitting very well and he's doing, you know, his approach at the plate and getting on base is good. So it's a lot of interesting, there's a lot of interesting factors happening right now. I wonder if a move needs to be made soon. And I'm sure if it does, it'll be announced right before the game on Tuesday. Yeah, very interesting because there's a lot of pieces that could shift around before the trade deadline, especially for the A side. I know we don't want to talk about it. It stinks to say goodbye to players, but there is some deals to be made around this time of the year. And I think, without a doubt, the A's are expected to be sellers. But I'm very curious on how the A's, not just at the major league level, but at the minor league level as well, will change between now and August. And this isn't any sort of relation. There's no segue. But I was very impressed with what Tony Kemp did on the road. He snapped an over 24 non-hit streak. And then he was hitting five, six games in a row. And it was really admirable what he was able to do. Because I asked him, and he came on A's Total Access presented by Chevron a couple times to talk about these struggles. And he said it himself. He's like, I have to be better up here pointing to his head because these young guys are looking up to me. How difficult must it be to have these guys picking your brain, wondering, hey, how am I going to get better? And seeing you struggle, knowing that you're going through a downtime right now. And historically, Tony went through it last year as well. And now he's figuring it out. He's hot at the plate. He hit a home run, two home runs over the course of the Blue Jays series. So he's locked in. That's got to be a good confidence boost for him. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since he's an easy guy to root for. Such a great person off the field as well. And we know the type of play he's able to do. And I, I'm so happy to see he had a really successful road trip for himself, even though the wins, the losses for the team didn't really come together as you would have liked. But yeah, TK is a leader for sure in that clubhouse. A lot of guys look up to him. And it has to add so much pressure, as you said. Like, you, you want to be that beacon of light for these players and personally you feel like you're not that type of person you should be but I definitely feel like it's eased the burden a little bit with his late performance yeah and especially he told me like some of the best responsibilities he's had in recent years is dealing with the younger guys and I think about Brent Rooker in that regard too because Brent, you know, he definitely was amazing in April. May and June certainly cooled off. And for the the other guys, the young guys, to see him struggling or to see Elemis Diaz struggling, Jace Peterson, same thing. Jace Peterson, of course, is coming off that really hot series over there when the team was in Pittsburgh and Miami and against the Brewers. But that kind of shapes a lot of things out. It kind of, I want to say it evens everything out, but imagine being a young guy, your first glimpse – of the bigs, the Luis Medina's, if you will, and you look over and you see other guys struggling as well. It's not like a good thing, but it just goes to show that's baseball. For sure. Yeah, there's always ups and downs. And with the situation the team is in this season, I think it's as low as pressure as anything. What's the worst thing that can happen? You just keep adding to the losses that have just been unfortunately piling up at a rapid rate already. So I think it's okay to struggle because there's lower expectations at this point and just, you know, see what you got. It's okay to have a seven walk game here or there. Yeah, it's it stinks in the immediate timeline. But down the line, you're going to look at that and be like, okay, I really struggled at this point. Let's not 
make that my entire career and improve each upcoming performance. And we've seen the ups and downs with these young players. It's going to happen. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, and Medina himself, I remember maybe a second or third outing in from after he got promoted, I was talking to Vince Catronio about it, and he said, yeah, Medina's not walking a lot of people. So when I see seven walks, I'm like, ew, gross, what's going on? And Medina himself said it. If I'm not hitting my spots, it gets gnarly. It's bad, which sounds very cliche, right? But he's a young guy, and it's so difficult for these guys to stay even killed when they're good, when they're bad, when they're struggling, when they're succeeding. So it's an admirable quality. But I think my MVP overall for the road trip, I really think that he's figuring everything out, is J.J. Bladé. I feel like that guy is such a well-rounded player and I see him in the clubhouse and he's watching film to, to nauseam. He just sits at his table, he's eating, and he's just viewing every little pitch of the opposing pitcher. And he's picking the brains of Shay Lang Lears and he's out there early working with the bat with the coaches, the hitting coaches and early batting practice. And then defensively, he's got an arm and he's making all these great web gem catches. Right. He's He's a superstar. Yeah, it definitely feels like he's starting to put everything together. I noticed watching the Blue Jays series, he's catching up the pitches a lot faster than the beginning of the season. He's making harder contact. Even his outs, they're not easy ones. They're almost eating these fielders up with the way he's hitting it towards every part of the field. So I, it's awesome to see that a guy like Blade, who is started with the Marlins, of course, and came over here in the A.J. Puck trade, he is really starting to put it together. And with the pedigree that he has of a top-tier draft pick, there's a lot of pressure, as we talked about throughout this episode, that you're expected to perform. And I think he's definitely living up to those expectations. I agree. And it's good to see. And I think he he himself says, as much as the team is struggling, you really have to trust yourself and know that you deserve to be there. Despite all the losing, despite all the chaos... You have to just trust the process, and that's got to be difficult, so it's good to see. Coming up as Extra Base Hit continues, more on the weekend homestand, and we discuss the history of hip-hop. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get your superhero squad together and join forces as we take on the Minnesota Twins on Saturday, July 15th during Marvel Superhero Day. All fans can enjoy this special Marvel-themed day at the ballpark along with fun photo opportunities, character appearances, and in-game features as part of the fun. Get there early to snack a Captain Marvel bobblehead presented by Extra Mile. Tickets start at just $10 and are available at athletics.com slash tickets. That's athletics.com slash tickets. This is Chris Townsend, and it is summertime. You want to look your best, and I can't tell you how excited I am. Commander Cody, we've got our new shipment from Link Soul, all the summer gear. So whether you're playing golf or you're going out for dinner, you're hanging out with your buddies, or you're going to the beach, go see our friends at LinkSoul.com. And right now they have an offer where you can get 20% off. Go to LinkSoul.com. Remember in the big leagues, look good, play good. They got any uh, just coffee? Now back to extra base hit on A's Cast. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. 
Welcome back to Extra Bass Hit. Come celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip hop with a fireworks show featuring a mix of the best hits from hip hop legends. After the A's take on the Chicago White Sox, head down to the field for this one-of-a-kind hip-hop fireworks experience presented by Lagunitas Brewing Company. Tickets start at just $10 and are available at athletics.com slash fireworks. And come out to the ballpark at 4.30 before each Friday night home game for drink specials, games, live music, and amazing views at the Treehouse. Grab $10 tickets by using the coupon code HAPPY at checkout. Go to athletics.com slash tickets. I don't do that read as well as you do, Ray. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying it took me one take. It usually takes me like seven. I will say, I like, obviously I listen to the commercials in between when I'm doing pre and post and Ray's just blowing it up. You have such a good voice for some of these things. And I'm seeing your, hearing your voice on these commercials on TV. You're killing it, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. It, uh, T- Uncle Townie texted me the other day. He always laughs when he hears my voice in the hip hop fireworks tv ad it's like what you you look at me you don't think hip-hop come on townie you gotta get with i i do when i see you i see nothing but (laughs) hip-hop and on that note who are some of your top hip-hop artists as we get ready for this fireworks show oh man thinking of this list putting it together i had to think back to like when i first started listening to Mm hip-hop it's like who who really did i like when i was little and i had to cringe a little bit Eminem was the first and foremost yeah. of my journey into hip hop. I saw the music video for Without Me, of him dressed as Robin and Dr. Mm-hmm. Dre and him in the car. And it was just so wacky and over the top that I fell in love with Eminem immediately after that video. But I, he's still great. I, I listen to yeah. Eminem every now and then, but not as much as I used to. But nowadays, I kind of drift back to more of the 90s style of hip hop. DMX is always oh, in my top listens. That is the best. I could... I could listen to DMX at the gym. I can listen to DMX driving to work. I can listen to DMX in church. (laughs) I love DMX. RIP, big man. Yeah. That broke my heart. Oh, for sure. He he's fantastic. I always he's always in the rotation of music, no matter where I train at in terms of like gyms. It could be like an old school karate dojo, it could be a kickboxing gym. They always have DMX at some point and it's amazing to me that he's so universal across the martial arts community you can't have a gym playlist without having dmx in there i think it's just it's an unwritten law i agree party up might be one of the first songs that i like looked the lyrics up to and like printed them out and tried to memorize (laughs) oh yeah Um, Yeah. that that was eminem with me i remember this one time it was um i was visiting my wife's family and they had a, a mutual friend over and they wanted to do a rap battle and they asked mm-hmm. me to do a rap battle. And I, I'm like, oh, crap. But then all of a sudden, uh, their friend busted out uh, Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. Okay. She was okay. And then she sent it over to me, and I did Without Me by Eminem. Knew all the lyrics by heart. Mm-hmm. Knew all the, the dance moves from the video. And there's probably a video of it somewhere, and I hope not, though. I'm, my wife's probably listening to this and probably going to text me it immediately. But, yes. <laughs> but I eviscerated this lady. Good for you. Yeah. I love that you defeated somebody in a rap battle right i'm like this is like the coolest thing i've ever heard the, the screaming crowd of five people at this house it yeah was, it was all like oh yeah. <laughs> that's amazing i definitely feel like when missy elliott came on the scene things kind of shifted i loved the way that she was like hey women can be hip-hop too and i'm also a big Nicki minaj fan another right through me is a song that i I love because I'm really obsessed with lyrics. That's probably the writer in me. 
and run DMC. I have DMX down here too. Beastie Boys as well. Beastie Boys definitely put the, the them on the scene and just like how approachable they were. And like, it's like, oh, these guys just like look like they're normal dudes, but like they can they can bring it. So those were some of the ones that I loved as well. Yeah, definitely. Beastie Boys, Missy and, and Nicki Minaj, I all listen to. Uh, I actually discovered Missy Elliott through Busta Rhymes because they had a, a compilation together for one of yeah. the songs. I forget which one it was, but yeah, Busta Rhymes is up there for me. So good. I, I wish I could talk that fast. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's insane. It's so impressive. And then Dr. Dre too. Of oh course. yeah. You can't forget about Dre. People try to, but you can't forget about Dre. You can't forget about Dre. I actually used that joke when the A's were in Cleveland because Andre Knott, he does sidelines for ballet sports in Cleveland and him and Dallas both like to show off their shoes, of course. And then Dallas, I said, Dallas, like, did you forget about Dre? And they I guess they thought it was funny. Maybe not. I don't know. Coming up as Extra Basic continues more on the weekend homestand, and we go global with Major League Baseball. Ace fans need Friday night plans? Well, we got you covered. Get four tickets and parking for any Friday night game starting at just $49 with the Friday four-pack presented by Chevrolet. Save big and enjoy great matchups, post-game fireworks, and drone shows, giveaways, and more this 2023 season. And he drills one to right way back in no doubt, and that quickly the the A's have taken the lead, second deck. Friday night tickets are available at athletics.com slash value. That's athletics.com slash value. We are right in the middle of major season on the PGA Tour. Hey, those guys are good, but it won't stop you from having a great golf outing at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Just a short drive south of fast-paced Silicon Valley, the 27 holes of championship golf will give you and your friends a full day of enjoyment, plus a great 19th hole experience awaits at the grill. Not only golf, but Cinnabar Hills is ready to provide a first-class experience for any event. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com, CinnabarHills.com. Back from our coffee break. Oh, my God, that is the best coffee I've ever tasted. It's time for more Extra Base Hit on A's Cast. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit. If you're going to be at the ballpark on Sunday, all early arriving fans will receive A's sunglasses presented by Xfinity every Sunday this summer. Kids cheer free. A's fans ages 14 and younger are invited to the ballpark on Sunday home games for free. Root for your green and gold and stay after to race around the bases on the same field as your favorite A's players. Head to athletics.com slash kids free for more information. The London series took place, Ray. I think that's so great for baseball. My best friend Melanie Newman was there with BBC. She had a blast. What What are your thoughts on the London series? It was a lot more competitive than I thought. I mean, the Cardinals showed some fight. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I was sad to see Wayne Wright get chased early in, in the first game. I, I love what Wayne Wright can bring to the Cardinals, and I know this is his farewell season, and it's a, a shame. I heard Vince Cachodio talk about it on the broadcast that, you know, we kind of hope we play the Cardinals at Bush Stadium this year, but it's kind of unfortunate Wayne Wright won't come to the Coliseum so we can see him for one last time in the Cali. Mm-hmm. He's just a fantastic pitcher, but... So I was sad to see him chase, and then Marcus Stroman the next day also got chased a little earlier than usual. So, mm-hmm. again, I think the Cubs and Cardinals, it's a really competitive NL Central, so I was happy to see 
that the London crowd got a little taste of what the NL Central is this year, which is just upside down. I think we all expected the Cardinals to kind of dominate it, and that's not the case at all. But kudos to them and the Cubs putting on a great show, and I think it's good for the sport. This this world tour, I think, has been fantastic and expanding the game after. We haven't had a great opportunity for that with everything that's gone down since COVID introduced itself. Yeah, no, I agree. And they London was prepared. They had the huge hot dogs, the whole platter of nachos. They played Sweet Caroline. They knew what they were getting. But I will say it did host one of my favorite moments. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but Tim Kirchin went around asking London locals about Alex Rodriguez, if they've heard of baseball, all these other things. And one of the London locals said, oh, yeah, I've definitely heard of A-Rod. He started his career with the Oakland A's. So those London locals, despite their beautiful, beautiful (laughs) accent, they don't know where A-Rod started. I wonder how they got that. Do you think they got the A's and the Mariners confused? I, yeah, the A's and the M's. I don't. I don't know if it yeah. gets that easily mixed up. It's like, oh, it's a vowel and a consonant. I don't know. With with Londoners, um, you never really know. Yeah, and I. I mean, I'm. It's like I don't get FOMO a lot on some of these games, but I got a huge amount of FOMO during the London series. It just looked so much fun. But I will say, I know there's a rumor that that like MLB could possibly go to France, like. Be more romantic baseball. And it's like, okay, let's go to Paris. And could you imagine like you're eating a baguette, like a full one, like I'm not going to just waste or like a croissant. And then there's baseball and there's the Eiffel Tower. And then it's just like, boom. And there's coffee. I can't do a New York accent with coffee, but like that would be like glorious. I would wear this huge gown. You know I would join a broadcast in a big pink fluffy gown and talk baseball. I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's, it's you got you got to be formal for the occasion if you're in France for sure. I don't be rude. Yeah, you gotta you gotta look the part. I guess I'd wear a beret. I I don't know. I don't know how much different. I would, I'd probably just dress up in a mime outfit. That's the most I can think of when it comes oh, to France. Oh, I love that. The man who also does hip hop fireworks is a mime guy. Very very amateur mime, but. Yeah, I would work. be terrible at miming the whole being quiet thing. Absolutely not for me. <laughs> I would last 0.5 seconds. Where do you? Th- where would you love MLB to like host a game somewhere crazy? I want it to be something like Mar- like a Mario Kart theme where it's like on top of a mountain. Yeah, I mean, just so every hits a home run and it just goes out of there because the yeah <laughs> the high altitude like Coors Field, please. Yeah, exactly. Just let's go to the Alps. The French yeah. Alps and just start smacking dingers everywhere. But <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think specifically. I would love to see it. Let's go to the islands. Let's go to like Fiji Ooh. and just do right by the water. I'm sure they can make it happen. Or even we don't even need a huge yeah. stadium. Just put it there right near the water and just let's go all-star game in Fiji. Home run derby yeah. into the water. Let's get it full of baseballs. Dallaire, if you're listening and the A's have this opportunity, please sign me up. Oh, I'd take a trip to Fiji. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I, I do it on my own dime. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, Delaire. Um, <laughs> just, like, just so we're clear, like I was being a little overzealous. I'm excited for this homestand. I will say, unfortunately, the Yankees are looking forward to kind of starting off their hot streak once again against the A's, but another series against the White Sox. That means Liam will be back and Elvis Andrews will be back. So that'll be good to see. But 
like you said, it feels like a long road trip, but it hasn't been that long. I think in terms of distance, if you ask the broadcasters, it's a little long <laughs> going from Cleveland yeah, to true. the Great White North and then all the way back to the the bay on sunday luckily they had the off day on monday so they should be well rested mm-hmm. for this upcoming series but yeah i'd like to see the a's not allow the yankees or the white Sox really to uh, let them be a get right series unfortunately yeah. that kind of happened with cleveland because cleveland was struggling offensively and then kind of started to put things together against the green and gold but they they there were close games up until the Blue Jays series. So I'd like to see that fight continue here at the Collie this week. Just make it competitive. Yeah, and I would like to not relive that Blue Jays series. That stressed me out, oh, man. Yeah. The Blue Jays got really hot the worst possible time. Yeah, Vlad Guerrero Jr. knows how to hit a baseball. We knew that going you know in. You said it, man. You said it. And Bo Bichette was hot. Like, everybody was just like, George Springer's not a guy you want to pitch to. It was just like, oh, okay, where have y'all been? This isn't the Blue Jays I've been seeing highlights about. Yeah, because Guerrero was not hitting a lot of long balls at the Rogers Center leading up to that series. And then he had like two and three days. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Into the, into the camera well with ease. The camera, the two, the poor camera guys out there are dodging baseballs left and right. Like they're yeah, they're Muhammad like, we, Ali. Just, we just covered our bases from the, the Springer home run, but okay, thanks. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be fun. I'm glad the guys got an off day, reset a little bit, and they're heading home for a a fun little homestand, Ray. Lots of fun stuff going on at the Coliseum, as you said, Jess. We got Bark in the Park. We have Hip Hop Fireworks. We have sunglasses giveaway. They are pretty sharp-looking sunglasses. I'll see if I can snag a couple or ten. You know, I'm excited for those. Yeah, they've given us a full-on outfit so far. A hat. Like they've given like glasses and the dad shirt. Like we're rocking the little fanny pack. Yeah, we're rocking can't the fanny season. pack crucial because how where else are you going to put the tony kemp poster before you hang it up on your wall you gotta stuff it in there yes yes um i actually used my fanny pack yesterday are they called belt bags it's the nice way of saying it yeah i I guess the more civilized way of saying it yeah they're a fanny pack just like say it (laughs) and like somebody thought they were cool to like put it across their chest like oh this is so retro (laughs) like no you're not you're just wearing it on a different spot All right, Ray. Well, I will see you at the Coliseum. Thanks for tuning in to Extra Base Hit, and we'll see you at the ballpark. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy-to-use website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Betting.com. Green and Gold fans use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Betting, love where you sleep. This is Chris Townsend, and if you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see my friends at the Chicken Pie Shop at Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.